Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, let us continue our journey into how to divorce-proof your marriage. Spiritual believers, I've already done a series, um, part one, where we talk about the that you have an enemy, Satan. He's coming to steal, kill, and destroy your marriage. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. He hates you, and he hates your marriage with a passion. We also realize that you are dating your representative, that you are dating the ideal person, right? They, the, we always put our best foot forward when we are in pursuit of something that we want so dearly, which is someone to spend the rest of our lives with. And then we have a gift from God called supernatural sex. And supernatural sex is the coupling of the spirit, the coupling of the soul, and the, then the coupling of the body in that order. Yes. Yes. And all, we've also learned that we have wounded souls as we come from birth to the end of our lives. We are wounded and hurt in this world. It wounds and hurts our souls. And with every gash, with every slash, with every hurt and pain, betrayal, whatever has happened to us, the enemy has access. He uses this, these gashes, these cuts as a gateway into your soul, into your physical realm, your body. So, yes, we have a lot to learn. And now we're talking about the dating phase and how Critical it is to be aware of the yellow flags, the red flags, and even the blue flags, whatever that is, right? You must be on alert and listen to the warnings. And then you have to make a decision. Is this A, something that you can live with? B, something that you think can be changed? Or see something that you can't live with when you then now you make the executive decision that this individual will not be your spouse. This individual will be your friend, hopefully. Hopefully you'll be able to salvage the friendship from this. So as we date, go through the dating phase, this is the time when we should have the deep Deep discussions of not the superficial discussions about our faith, because we all have different levels of faith and different um, doctrines and beliefs. And we need to be in one accord. Now, one accord doesn't mean that we like the same foods or like the same clothes or colors or anything like that. But it, for a Christian, it does, does mean that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. For a Christian, it does mean that we will obey the word of God and we will acknowledge God in all our ways. And we acknowledge God in all our ways by actually walking in the word of God, doing the word of God, walking in the spirit. The way you walk in the spirit is by 
walking in the Word of God, obeying the Word of God. As a matter of fact, Christ Jesus himself says, if you love me, you obey my commandments, right? So this is a prerequisite for a Christian um, divorce-proof marriage. You, you must be in one accord when it comes to Christ Jesus as the Messiah, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And you must be in one accord with the word of God. Now, you need to rightly divide the word. You need to not mix the word, the Old Covenant, Old Testament versus the New Testament. They shouldn't be commingled. Yes, the Old Testament does basically um, is demonstrated in the New Testament. Right. It's illuminated by the uh, the New Testament and then the New Testament actually uh, fleshes out um, the um, the Old Testament. But there are two different doctrines. One is under the law, the Old Testament, and the other one is under grace. And under grace, we're not under the curse. That's right. There's in the Old Testament, there are blessings and curses in the New Testament. You should only be receiving blessings, right? If, if you are in alignment with God's word, if, if you line yourself up and stay under the covering of God's word. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that you don't have to worry about sickness and disease under the new covenant of grace. You don't have to worry about the coronavirus under the new covenant of grace. You don't have to worry about mildew, pestilence, disease, tornadoes, hurricanes. Every, every evil work, every curse on this earth is covered by the blood of Jesus, right? So we have the authority, we have the power to, to place everything that is not of God under our feet. So... When does this not work? Okay. Well, it doesn't work when you are not under the word of God. So you're a Christian, you're under economic hard times, you decide to rob a bank. Well, you're not going God is not going to back that up. That's not of God. That is not how God operates. And yes, you, when the popo comes to get you, um, you will go to jail. Now, Christ Jesus will be with you in jail. You are still saved, but you will not have the benefits of freedom because you violated the laws of man. Remember, Jesus says, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give unto God what belongs to God. So don't expect the covering and the protection of God when you're out of order with his word. Now, sometimes... He will, he will protect you. He will cover you, but he will still chasten you. He will discipline you. You shall be dealt with because you're his child and his, his children, God's children. He does discipline. Okay. So we need to be in one accord in the spirit realm, in the spiritual things of God. Next is the soul realm. And of course, that's the activity of the mind, the activity of the will, and the activity of the emotions. The activity of the mind, the activity of the will, and the activity of the 
emotions. Okay, so we need to be in one accord and we can be in one accord. If we are Christians, we both should be seeking the mind of Christ, which is to bathe our minds with the word of God, to line our lives up once again with the word of God, to be obedient to the word of God. This is when we have the mind of Christ. We we want to be like Jesus in that Jesus only said what he heard his father say. And Jesus only did what he saw his father do. And as far as our will is concerned, we need to once again, just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in Heaven. So our wills need to be submitted unto the will of God. And once we submit our will to the will of Christ Jesus and the will of the Father and the Lord Holy Spirit, then we, and if our both, our spouse and I, if your spouse, future spouse and yourself are both doing this, then you're getting closer to divorce proofing your Marriage. So let's deal with the next big area. Now, the biggest arenas that Satan attacks is our emotional realm and in our mind. So in the emotional realm, once again, emotions are not bad. Emotions are not evil, but they do need to be under the fruit of self-control. Your emotions should never be a part of the decision-making process. Yes, it can influence it, but it should not be a part of the decision-making process. Why? Because emotions are fickle. Emotions are here one day and and somewhere else the next day. So we need to make sure that we align ourselves up with God's emotions. We're to love the things that God loves. And we're to hate the things that God hates, right? God hates sickness and disease. God hates lack and poverty. God hates the missing, the abuse and the misuse of people and animals and, and the things that he created on this earth, right? So, so now that we've got those three areas within the soul in alignment, the mind of Christ, the will of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and the emotions of God. Our emotions are in alignment with God's emotion. Now we come to the trifecta, the body. We need to take care of the body. The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are to um, basically eat well, not overeat, not be gluttonous. We are to um, drink plenty of water. We need to get a good night's rest. We need to exercise. Um, And we need to make sure that we love our bodies the right way, not overindulging the body, but giving the body what it needs to function, giving the body the, the energy that it needs to do the great exploits for the kingdom of God. So we now make sure that we our bones are strong and healthy. Our muscles and ligaments are strong and healthy. The blood, our blood, our blood is purified and cleansed and feeding 
all the cells of our body, right? That's what we need to do when we are divorce-proofing our marriage. We are spirits already in a I mean, our spirits are righteous, pure, holy. We're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Our spirits are the same spirit as Christ Jesus' spirit, right? So if our spouse is in alignment in our spirit like we are, if our spouse, future spouse, is in alignment with our soul, activity of our minds, our will, and our emotions, our soul is in alignment with God, and therefore our spouse is in alignment with God. And then our bodies, we keep it healthy, we work out, we eat healthy, we drink plenty of water, we basically exercise and do the things that are necessary to have a long, strong, healthy body for a minimum of 120 years. That's right. We've been promised not 70 We've been promised 120, 120 years with our right mind, with great finances, with our eyes unabated, eyesight unabated, teeth, everything in alignment with God's holy what? Word. God's holy word. So, yes. So we need to make sure that we are Handling our our spirits, our soul, and our bodies in one accord. Now, another area, we've talked about sex. Let's talk about finances. The two major areas, well, really three, where causes divorce in a marriage is sex and money. And then the third one will be children and how to, um, our, we, we handle the management, the rearing of our children. So let's talk a little bit about the, um, I guess you would say, let's talk about finances and how important finances are. Now, for me, as I said earlier in my broadcast, tithing is mandatory. If my future spouse is not a tither, then that's, that's, um, that's a deal breaker for me, right? So as a deal breaker for me, um, tithing is critical because if you do not tithe, everything, everything is subject to the spirit of mammon. The spirit of mammon is one of the chief demonic forces that Satan uses on this earth. The spirit of mammon, G- Satan doesn't have a glory, an anointing, to give to his people. So he gives them money. But with his money comes much pain, comes much sorrow, comes come even death, especially people who deal with drugs and things like that. Not only does it death come upon you, but your family, your friends, and anybody that's associated with you. So money is very critical, and it is very critical that you break off the spirit of mammon. You can't break off the spirit of mammon if you do not tithe. What is tithing? It is 10% off the top of your finances, of the stream of monies that come through you. If God can get it th- through you, he'll get it to you. 
meaning that he's going to give you more than enough for yourself, but he wants you to be a blessing to others. And the Holy Spirit will tell you who he wants you to bless, right? So there are a lot of ministries out there that could need the body of Christ, the church, to tithe. But let's get back to how to divorce proof our marriage and why finances are critical and why tithing is critical. Because once you give 10%, the first 10%, it is not tithing if it's not the first 10%. Off the top, if it's not off the top, before you pay any bill, before you do anything else, God is numero uno. I do gross, not net. I do gross, not net. The bottom line is, is that we need to make sure that Satan does not have access to anything that God has given us. So when we tithe, we basically break off the spirit of mammon, which is one of the number one demons Satan uses, and it's it's the it's his anointing to his people, which is money, right? So when we give tithe and now offerings, okay, offerings are up to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. What you're going to do with offerings, and there are some offerings that I think you should do. Um, there's a first fruit offering. For the uh, the Bailey Harvest Passover, the second first fruit offering, which is um, the wheat harvest, which is Pentecost, the um, third um, first fruit offering, which is the grape harvest, which is the um, Feast of Booth, Feast of Tabernacle. Each one of these is, are first fruit offerings and are very important. The Jewish culture culture practices these and this is why the Jewish people are some of the most prosperous and richest um, groups of people in the world. So finances are very critical and being a tither and giving offerings is very critical for God to partner with you and bless you. Abraham was a very wealthy man God made him extremely wealthy with silver and gold and cattle, right? So, and sheep and goats. So he was wealthy in the physical realm, but Abraham was also wealthy in the spiritual realm. Abraham had the Barak, the blessing of the Lord, which maketh you rich, enriches you, waxes you rich, waxes you wealthy, and daddy God, you hey vahe, as no toil, no sorrow, no pain to the Barak. So basically, for me, tithing is, that's a deal breaker. If you're not a tither, you're not a candidate to be a husband for me. Um, I don't want my finances to be um, exploited by Satan. So the other thing that we need to understand about finances is that we need to be in agreement on budget and budgeting and not being in debt. Debt is a killer to marriages. Debt is a killer to being used by God. And so it is very important that we do not 
have a lot of debt. Debt is not good. And it siphons off the things that we need to do for the kingdom of God. So we should budget and we should steer clear of debt as much as possible. Credit card debt in particular. And the next thing is that once we get the tithing offerings we budget properly, we stay clear of debt, then we need to be in agreement on what we're going to do with our storehouses. Now, what is the storehouse? The storehouse is how you save. You should have money saved for benevolence to give to others. You should have money saved for emergencies. You should have money saved for investments. That's right, investments. The Holy Spirit told me long before um, Pfizer came out with the vaccine, the Holy Spirit had told me in advance about Pfizer. However, I had nothing in my storehouse to invest with. So as you take 10% of your income and set it aside for tithing, and then another 10% for benevolence and offering, then the third 10% needs to be set up for investments. And you should not touch it, and you should let it accumulate until the Holy Spirit guides you and tells you to invest it. Right? So you basically are investing your finances and God will cause it to increase. The third thing or the last thing about the finances I want to mention before we talk about a few other things is don't put a limit on God. That means the sky is the limit with God. You dream big. Ask God for Big, extraordinary things, right? Ask God for things that are beyond you. Why? Because we, God needs to show you that he's for you and that he's bigger than you and he has a plan for you, a good plan. And he wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything that you could ever hope or ask or think of according to the power that's in you. Now let's talk about that power that's in you. Power. The power that's in you is the Lord God Christ Jesus himself. The power that's in you is the Lord God Holy Spirit. And if Jesus in you is in you, then the Father's in you because Jesus and the Father are one. But you have to believe it in your spiritual heart in order to receive it. You need to understand that God has given you every, every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing that can manifest here in the physical realm. Well, how do you, Dr. Davis, Dr. Davis, how do we bring these, these magnificent, these godly blessings to the physical realm? You bring them with what we call faith. 
And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the word of God contains your faith. That's right. Whatever promise that you're crying out to God for, go to the word of God. Find the promise of God. Find the promise of God about your mate. I love what Pastor Winston did. He went to Proverbs 31 and he spoke Proverbs 31 over his beautiful wife, Veronica Winston. And now they have a marriage made in heaven. A marriage made in heaven. Because he applied the word. The word is faith. The word is faith. And when you speak the word, it is voice activated. That's right. This planet is voice activated. This, this, your body is voice activated. Everything on this planet, this universe is voice activated and is activated with the word of God. So you find the word of God that is applicable to your situation, something that is pressing you, and you pound it with the word. You meditate with the word. You, you, you take that word and you make that word a part of you. You acknowledge that word in all your ways. That means you do it. You become a doer of the word. And you believe it and therefore you will receive it and it shall manifest. Watchman Nee, um, the spiritual man is one of the books that I have been reading and it is a, it is powerful spiritual. You know, Watchman Nee wanted, um, uh, I think it was a bicycle and he wanted, I think a chair and he decreed it. He believed it. And guess what? He had, he, someone gave him a bicycle and someone gave him a chair. It manifested in the physical realm. Um, there's another great evangelist in England. He was the one that started the first orphanages and he would not ask for anything for the orphanage. He would pray. And he did have a, I think he did have a newsletter where he talked about the needs of the orphanage, but he didn't ask any particular person. But it, but he wanted his faith to grow and to, and to mature and to increase. And so he would just pray. And one time the orphans needed milk and the milk truck broke down right near the orphanage and the milkman said, please take this milk before it spoils. So the children got milk and then someone else brought bread one day. It is just phenomenal to watch God move. Now, God can move in the realm of miracles. And miracles is when God suspends the physical laws of this universe to help you. But which, where you really want to be for God's best in your marriage is the blessing. You want God to bless you. And there are thousands and thousands of blessings in the word of God. And you just got to pronounce them, read them, voice activate them, because every word in the word of God is a capsule of faith. And when you read that word over your marriage, 
When you read that word over your bodies, when you read that word over your minds, over your will and your emotions, your soul, when you read that word over your, over your spirit, your intuition, your conscious, your, um, volition, right? When you read that word over your entity, you will be blessed. And blessings are different from miracles. Blessings are different from miracles. Miracles, you must be in a crisis. You must be in a crisis to receive a miracle. That means if you're getting miracles all the time, you're going from crisis to crisis. Is that the way you want to live your life? I don't think so. God will prefer you live in the blessing. And the blessings are ongoing and never ending. Blessings are preemptive. God has the blessings already set up for you. Okay? So... The blessings, the blessings. So you want your marriage to be blessed. You want your marriage to be divorce proof. We will continue this discussion again next week. And we will try to make sure that we divorce proof our marriage. I would like to close the broadcast with Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for joining me on Into the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Presence, Lord.